Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. for joining us on this beautiful day. Our guest today is spiritual teacher and life coach, Brian Piergrossi. Let me tell you a little bit about him. At the age of 20, Brian was suddenly struck by a mysterious debilitating illness, later labeled chronic fatigue syndrome, that lasted for years, leaving him in intense daily physical pain and too weak to effectively function in society. When no medical or other professional could neither explain nor heal his suffering, Brian dedicated his life to finding the underlying causes of human suffering. What followed was over 11 years of committed, serious inquiry, study, and personal application in the fields of spirituality, religion, psychology, sociology, and many other areas, as well as yoga, as the core of of enlightenment and self-realization teachings. After leading a quiet, simple life for over a decade, Brian felt an intensely passionate calling to share his straightforward yet timeless spiritual truth in a modern context for those in the 21st century who are ready to move forward on their individual path. He is the author of The Big Glow and The Wow of the Now and currently holds private sessions with clients but also leads transformative Big Glow retreats, classes, and workshops internationally. And today we're going to learn all about it. If you'd like to peruse his website while you listen, please go to thebigglow.com. There's lots to see and check out. He has a lot to offer the world. Welcome to the show, Brian. So glad to have you with us. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's great to be here. You're welcome. Well, let's start at the beginning. 20 years old. That's young to be stricken with chronic fatigue syndrome. What were you experiencing at that time? Yeah, we were just talking off the air for a minutes, and um, I was in a, a space where um, it wasn't taking very good care of my body. A lot of um, a lot of activity and not a lot of rest and uh, mm-hmm. and stress, and um, not necessarily the way you would hear it talk to a lot of people of like some kind of corporate, you know, in 90 hours a week job. For me, it was for that case it was more of a sort of a um, well, I was traveling in Europe, uh, my first trip, my first trip by myself out of the country, me and a friend of mine, uh, backpacking. And so, um, yeah, we were just out there and, and just, you know, not, not, not really paying much attention to sleeping and, and doing all kinds of things and traveling and being really active and moving around. And then I got sick and um, didn't get better, you know, actually got worse. 
Um, and um, there was a period for about, so eventually I ended up coming back um, to the States and and I went to different doctors and they would have different um, ideas about uh, all all of my different ideas about what was wrong with me and they didn't seem to really know, but then they went to prescribe drugs right away, which I thought was strange. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Pretty quickly, I, I decided to just mm, let go of that path and uh, find my own way, find my own answers, you know, find my answers for myself because it didn't seem like anybody really knew um, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And um, I was essentially a bedridden at this time, you know. For about six months, I could barely get out of, out of bed, and it, it gradually improved, but very slowly. Um, so I explored on my own, and, and, I, and I came to discover fairly quickly the mind-body connection mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the, re, the, the fact that our, our mind and our body are one and the, the way, what we think, what we feel affects um, what happens in, um, in our bodies and what happens in our bodies affects what we, what we think and what we feel, which is interesting because now I'm realizing, you know, you'd asked me a question um, before I got in there about what were the spiritual uh, causes of, of of the illness, and the reason I didn't know the answer because I actually didn't know <laughs> that that was, a, that was even a question at that time. I had no understanding that those two related to each other. Yeah. You know, so I, I wasn't even able to ask that question at that time. Um, so, but then through this illness, I, I did real, I did awaken to that that correlation between the mind, the body, and the spirit as one. Mm-hmm. And and then I realized, wow, okay, well then, the root. If I really want to get to the root of what's going on with me. Um, the physical is a, is a component, but the consciousness, my consciousness, consciousness itself, is the core of right. of what's really happening. And so, so then mm-hmm. I gave all my attention to to the inner world, you know, and my consciousness and everything I could find and and uh, look for and, and, and study and open and inquire into, and that realm. And that was the that was the beginning of the of the spiritual journey, you know. And I, I gave you know everything I had to that journey and, and there's there is you know there's not there's a lot of negative things or let's see perceivable things that are perceivably perceivably negative about having an illness one good thing about having an illness for those for anyone that's listening that's experiencing that right now on some level is you end up having a lot of time mm-hmm. you know if, if you're in a space where you're not able to work you're not able to um, you know do things that you normally would do you just mm-hmm. end up being by yourself a lot, and there's a there's an opportunity there. It's like life's giving you an opportunity to really look to really look deeply into yourself, and yeah. the space is there to do that. So I took that opportunity, you know, and I and I made use of that time to really look into myself deeply and and explore um, the inner world and the level of consciousness, and and that's where the, the spiritual journey went forward, you know, from there. Yeah. Mhm. Well, the reason I asked you that question, I just I believe it's it's ingrained in my vocabulary that you know the body is a reflection of the mind, the outer is a reflection of the inner. I recently had a guest on the show um, who was a very successful uh, interior designer and architectural designer. Her um, and she got cancer, and this made her stop and slow down, and she survived it but she survived it and came out as a teacher. 
if that makes sense. And she yeah. um, it changed her life. And that happens to a lot of us when we're either ill or recuperating or lonely even when people can't find a suitable romantic partner. This is the time where you have to go inward and do the work that needs to be done. Does that make sense? Right. So, so when people will people will will ask or people will, you know, or if I ask people, you know, what started your spiritual journey, um, there's different answers, but pretty much almost every answer comes down to the same thing, which is suffering. You know, that's yes. our call to attention. It's yes. our call that you know, we're, we're being called to, to look deeper within ourselves. And, and when people heed that call, you know, they start to find, they, they, they start to go deeper within themselves and find this deeper space of awakening within themselves. And if they don't heed the call, then they're just going to get more suffering. <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, life's just going to tap you harder and harder on the shoulder until you start to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so ultimately, in the, in the larger, in the large perspective, in the larger frame of, of things, um, you know, suffering is here to, to help us, to support us. Pain is here to, to help us and to support us and to guide us in the right direction. You know, a good example is if you put your hand accidentally on a hot stove, you know, your body's going to mm-hmm. tell you, hey, don't do that. That's not good for you. Right. You know, so, so pain and what we could call suffering, which is I define in two different ways, but in either case, um, if we listen and we pay attention and don't try to mask it or get rid of it or suppress it or repress it or resist it or, you know, all these things that mm. we can tend to try to do with pain and suffering, if we just listen and say, okay, what's, what's the lesson here? What's the guidance here? What's the opportunity here? There, the, the, it's, it's life, it's God's universe um, giving us a message to, to guide us in the right direction to this deeper place of um, uh, awakening and, and the evolution of our consciousness. Mm-hmm. Self-awareness. Because we've really, and because it says, you know, know thyself. And to really get to know ourselves, we have to sit with ourselves and ask ourselves some pretty important questions. Like, why is, let me stop and rephrase that. Never ask, why is this happening to me, I like to tell my students. Because when we say, why is this happening, what we're really asking of God or the universe, whoever you're appealing to, for answers when we say, why is this happening, what we're really asking is, what did I do to deserve this? And there is no answer for that because life is not about deserving. If we then ask, what is this for, we can receive an answer and say, well, Brian, the reason you have this debilitating condition is because we need you to go in a direction where you can serve. And, exactly. and serve for the yeah. highest good. And this is how we need to get your attention. It will be okay. And it did serve as the catalyst. Because now you're out there traveling around the world helping people. Yeah, that's kind of exactly how it folded. Uh, you know, of course, the, there was a process. It wasn't like just in five seconds, though, that conversation happened. But over a period of time, um, the question I asked myself, can ask myself, which is very similar to the question you posed, is what is the opportunity here? Yes. You know, at a certain point, it was like, okay, what is the opportunity here? You know, and I really sat that question. And then I, once the mind is this, is this beautiful tool that, you know, we can use it how we want to, how we, we can use it basically for us or against us, right? Yes. So you, you'll see so many ways where people are using the mind to hurt themselves and in and, and, and self-destructive ways, um, mm-hmm. but the mind can also be used in a creative way, you know? And so, mm-hmm. so I put my mind to use with this question, 
was the opportunity, and then my mind came up with all sorts of different answers of what the opportunities were that I discovered and, and put my put my attention to. And and one of the things, primary things that came forward is is what you said is is the answer for the opportunity is is we're we're calling you to a lot, you know, in this lifetime, and mm-hmm. and for you to for you to discover and embody what we're calling you to, you need to basically, you know, slow down and shut up mm-hmm. and be quiet and, and learn right now, mm-hmm. you know, and be yeah. attentive and learn what there is to learn right now. And, mm-hmm. and, and I said, you know, I said, okay, <laughs> you know, at a certain point I said, okay, you know, just, just, you know, there's, so yes, there's this, there's this place of, um, you know, what people call acceptance and sometimes yeah. I feel like acceptance isn't even a strong enough word, you know, because it kind of, sometimes it, people can kind of interpret that as like, okay, you know, I'm not really into this, but I accept it, you know. Like giving up. But you get, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's like, like submission. That. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like a wholehearted embrace of like you really, yeah. on a deep level, like you, you're flowing with what is, you know, yeah. not just like, uh, you know, kind of subtly, passively, passive, passive aggressively accepting it. It's this deep, this deep level of just yes, this is what is, and I'm I'm with it, a hundred percent. Perfect. That's a that's a great way to say that. Well, let mm-hmm. me ask you. I have, I'm curious about what your life was like before this catalytic event. Was this experience of okay stepping on a spiritual path was that a full 180 for you? What were you like before this, or did you not have any interest in spirituality or? Things of that nature. I think, I'm a, I think I'm a good inspiration for for where people may be at in their life right now because there's people tend to a lot of people have this idea that people are just born in this like you know amazing state of you know Christ consciousness or whatever and they just mm. they pop out of the womb like that and they're walking right. and talking from that their whole life you know and I think for most people it's not that way you know for most people. They're, they're very ordinary, and they have had some, some challenges like, like everyone else. And as we were just talking about, they use those challenges as opportunity to awaken, um, to awaken spiritually, to, to come to that place of self-realization, and to, come that, to, to allow themselves to evolve in their consciousness. Right. And so wherever someone's at right now, whatever they're feeling right now, whatever level of emotional or physical pain or suffering they find themselves in, um, you know, that's the catalyst. Wherever you are, that's the place to begin and mm. go forward, mm-hmm. forward from there. So I don't think that I was necessarily that much different from anyone else you know, before that. Yes, you want to move forward with, with a new intention and really take, the, take responsibility for your own happiness and for your suffering and just take that first step and then the universe will conspire to assist you every step of the way. Yep. I'm curious, what was, what was the first thing you reached out to? Was it yoga? Was it meditation? What, what drew um, you? I, I remember I started coming across, these, like I said, these mind-body books. Okay. You know, there's, a, there's a writer named um, Bernie Siegel. Uh, who, his, yeah. his stuff is more based around cancer, but it was still applicable to me as well because it has to do with illness, essentially. Um, and the connection between your your emotions and your thoughts and um, with with the body um, and the opportunities that are there and then yeah early on i did I did actually come 
yoga was was an opening. Funny you say that. Um, it kept coming up in my consciousness, and people have to understand who are who are listening right now that <clears throat> at this time, you know, yoga wasn't nearly as prominent as it is now. And yoga now, yoga everyone knows what yoga is, and or at least at least they know of it, and it's all over. Mm-hmm. You know, every every city in America has a yoga center. Um, mm-hmm. At this time, it was it was still you know just coming into America. Um, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as prominent yet, so so. Um, I was hearing about it, and, um, and then I did find a yoga studio where, where I was, grew up and where I was living at the time, and, and that really opened me <clears throat> to the teachings of the East, essentially, which were a great inspiration to me on my path, a lot of different teachers from the East, and, and um, you know, the, te- the meditation, and, and um, mm. yeah, that was a big house for, that was like a doorway to lots of other, a whole other avenue of things that came out of from that from that opening let's let's call it the gateway modality because it yeah, does open your yeah. mind to other schools of thought different belief systems some people choose to study different religions like buddhism or hinduism which are beautiful religions and then develop a spiritual practice and kind of discover what fits for you and it's yep. important that we do that you know i have I've, I've, I've found a lot of interesting things that work for me, you know, and, and do that. So what, what did you do then? You, it, you then just lived a simple life and you got better? Are you, well, how long did it take to fully have, heal? The, the, you know, the one thing about that is I didn't have a choice, you know, or at least seemingly I didn't have a choice. It felt like I had to live a simple life because that's all I could do, you know, physically. Okay. Um, so I just sort of embraced that. And yeah, it was a lot of time reading and, and exploring whatever I could explore and a lot of major openings and transformations, which, you know, it's interesting, like this time, this period where there was a lot of physical pain um, on one level, there was actually at the same time a lot of um, moments of bliss on a spiritual level, you know, and this, this realization that there's this essence of ourselves that's not um, that's un, that's that's unconditioned. You know, this this spiritual essence of ourselves that can't be touched by the physical or even thought or emotion. There's this 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 this, this uh, ever-present I am that right. you you awaken to that you realize, and that's where this tremendous freedom, you know, spiritual liberation, this inner freedom opens up inside yourself, and inner peace and 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 unconditional self-love and empowerment. Um, comes so that's another amazing realization from the story and for people that are listening is that um, you can you can find this essence of yourself regardless of what's happening. In fact, sometimes it's easier, you know. Strangely enough, when people are going through difficult things, um, I, I, I discovered this by reading a lot of different biographies of people and. I saw what I noticed is this, this trend with a lot of different, you know, some, some very famous people, some not so famous. Um, many, many people have had their spiritual awakenings in prison. Yes. And I thought I that was you. really interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. You know, this, yes. and, I, and I get why it happens because you get in this space where it's like, okay, they've taken everything from me. You know, they, my, my family's gone, my, mm-hmm. my, my, my partner, my my children, my, all my possessions, my home, my, my money, everything. 
my homies, you know, and, you know everybody's yeah, gone. Yeah, my homies, and my everything's homies. gone. I'm in a cell, you know, with bars. And with nothing but your thoughts. With nothing but your thoughts and yourself. And then yeah. you, there's the opportunity for, if someone looks in themselves, to realize, oh, there's something that I realize no one can take from me. You know, no matter what they do to me, they can't take this mm. from me. Mm-hmm. You know, and, they, and, and there's a, this realization of that. And, and, and then there's these credible writings and, you know, um, epiphanies that come out of these individuals, you know. And, these, and, and just, it's, it's, the, it's that sense of, like, it's, in some cases when you, when you lose, when you hit that what the people call rock bottom, sometimes mm-hmm. it's easier to tap into your, your spiritual essence because you're not distracted by all the things you think you have. You know, you think you own, which in truth you don't really own. You know, exactly. they're just there for the moment mm-hmm. um, and if yeah so, so there's the, again there's an opportunity you know what's happening when, when, if you're in a space of pain or suffering um, the opportunity is there and sometimes it's, it's even more accessible in those spaces I would agree and major because miracles ha- yeah major miracles can happen in those spaces absolutely and if you look at it from a simple construction point of view you it, when you do hit that proverbial rock bottom, whether emotionally, mentally, or physically, and you really look around, you now no longer have an unstable structure that you're trying to improve upon. You have the base foundation that you can now rebuild in a conscious way. Because like you said about people sitting in prison, they're saying, oh, they took everything away from me. They did this. And the blame was beautiful in how you expressed it. The blame is all being projected outward that they did this to me. However, at some point while sitting in that prison cell, they have got to acknowledge that what led them to that prison cell was their own thoughts, their own choices, and their own actions, and then begin to say, okay, then I have to learn to be my own best friend because nobody else is going to do that for me. But it's funny that that's the essence of the ego is to blame and blame outward and throw those arrows around and saying, you did this to me. And the real spiritual path is about owning up to your energetic contribution to your own situation. Make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. That sense of responsibility, I think, is a core, a core truth you come to mm-hmm. on this path. You know, the sense of responsibility. Responsibility for what? Responsibility for all of it. <laughs> it's that simple. Well, responsibility you know, is what? simply... Responsibility is simply your ability to respond. And our life isn't a sum of who we think we are. It's a sum of our choices. And when all bad things happen to all of us, so many of us have had horrible childhoods, but it's in how we responded to that. Am I going to imitate it? Am I going to resist against it? Or am I going to accept it and then just create the life I want, like an opposite type of thing, Mm -hmm. and then deal with the the entanglements of thought and emotion as you work through it. But, yeah, you have to make your choices because one choice leads to the next. Mm-hmm. And you have to consider that process and why you're making those yeah. choices. And the, and the thing that's, you know, about back to the prison cell um, analogy is being able, being in that space and there's opportunity there to discover, again, like there's this freedom inside you that's not dependent that's the responsibility. Mm. It's not dependent upon anybody else. Right. You know, there's freedom inside you, and it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual freedom. Mm-hmm. It's not even dependent upon the material world. Right. You know, it's not even dependent upon the conditions. 
um, it's 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 unconditional, and this is the greatest you know you realization go. that one that one can have. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you said earlier spiritual liberation, and you just kind of supported that with despite the conditions and despite the conditions of your life or the condition of the cell that you're in, whether it's an actual prison or simply a cubicle at work or a home where a relationship is not serving your highest good. So without regard to the conditions, I liked when you said spiritual liberation because underneath that I wrote, we're more than a physical body. We're more than our emotions, and we're certainly more than just the thoughts that ricochet around in our mind. So you're talking about basically an ascension of sorts that liberates you from beyond the physical realm into a realm of truth of who you really are, which is spirit, which is a luminous yep. essence and a spark exactly. that is shared by all. Why Hence don't you take that glow. with it? A uh, luminous that's essence. That's, okay. that's well said. Yeah. Um, you almost made me speechless with that. It's, 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 so, it's such a profound realization. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to yeah, add something onto that which is, yeah. you know, there's, you, there's, there's a paradox that you, you know, the, the, the spiritual truth is so paradoxical. There's always the paradoxes that are there, right? So, so you come into this place where you realize this tremendous freedom within yourself, this, this unbounded essence of who you are, which cannot be touched by conditions, which cannot be affected by conditions. So you could be in a, like you said, a, um, a bad relationship, a, a, um, a cubicle, uh, in, in some job you don't like, you could be in all these, all, whatever the various, maybe a neighborhood you don't, you don't want to sure. be in, you know, mm-hmm. and you can still find the freedom in yourself in any situation, in any circumstance. And the paradox is that actually will change the circumstances and conditions. It will. You're, 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 you enter a different vibrational frequency. So, as I know you're familiar with Charlotte, you know, there's, there's, this, there's this saying in the law of attraction circles of what you resist persists. Exactly. You know? So, a lot of times people are, are, are pushing against, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this. But they're, they're, they're locked into it because, they, they, because they, they're, they're, well, for a lot of different reasons we can go into, but first of all, there's that lack of freedom. That, that's, there's an assumption of the lack of freedom initially, and, I'm, and this, I have this, and I'm trapped, and this is happening, and all these things. And so, that, that keeps you locked in that dynamic. Um, this sense of freedom that we're talking about, you're not giving it your attention anymore. And mm-hmm. so, and so it's, it's going to allow something else to come into being. Maybe, maybe you'll stay in the same relationship, but maybe the, the relationship will change in its nature. Uh, or maybe you won't. But you, you making that, 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 that spiritual liberation, that opening within yourself inside, so to speak, in your consciousness, changes the conditions around you. So there's this sort of, this, this, this kind of a paradox. And in the law of attraction, they say, a different way of saying it, in law of attraction, they'll say, whatever you want, um, be in that vibrational frequency right now as if you had it. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, this, it's this kind of big paradox, which is almost comical, because if you're in that vibrational frequency now as if you had it, you actually don't need it anymore. Right. <laughs> that's when you can actually... It's all about the getting. Can, because yeah. once, once the yeah. glow wears off, you're like, okay, what's the next thing? And the ego puts that laser on the wall and you go chasing after something else. But I think we can sum this up, Brian, in three simple statements for the listeners. Like you said a, a moment ago, what you resist persists. And also, 
to support that, what you blame creates more of the same. So you have to withdraw your, your, the blame-shaming guilt that you project outward. And where attention goes, energy flows. So when you get these three tenets or universal laws, if you get these universal laws down, you kind of let yourself off the hook. And you, and you learn to temper the emotions into something more manageable. And you tend to lash out less at others and, most importantly, yourself. Because I know we're, we're toughest on ourselves. And that yeah. is the core of your relationship with yourself has to begin with self-love, self-acceptance, and just honesty. Just a very deep honesty with the self and learning how not to judge yourself. Because every time you do, you break your own heart. And we can't do that. We need to change ourselves if we hope to make any changes in the world or in our relationships. Because the law of energy dictates if something within you shifts, it will shift outside of you, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that, that, that realization of who you are beyond ego, which is the way I define ego, is the illusion of a, of a, of a separate self. Perfect. doesn't mean that you can't have the idea of, uh, my name's Brian, and I live on this street, and you know, I'm, going, I'm going to the store right now. That's not what I mean. Um, but realize the essence of yourself is beyond that. You know, there's what we call the relative and the absolute. So that's like the relative you. Mm-hmm. And there's the absolute you, which is infinite. You know, and, and the infinite Charlotte, you know, yeah. I mean, it's the same essence of, of, of myself, as Charlotte, as a tree, as a bird, as a, um, you know, as the cement. And, and that's the, the oneness that people talk about in spirituality, that oneness. And that's where the real sense of, of love comes from. So from the space of oneness, you don't have to like try to like follow some commandment of how to love somebody or I did it right or I did it wrong. Like if you really can recognize someone else as yourself, literally looking into, your, in, into their eyes and see your own self looking back at you as a, as a, as a reflection, then naturally you're going to respond in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that we could call love, you mm. know, which is space of, of, of inseparability. You know, like they're like an extension of your own body. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, tell you what, Brian, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to pick up where we left off. And uh, I've got some important uh, things to ask you, okay? Okay, sounds good. All righty. All right, don't go away, everybody. We'll be right back right after these messages. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas? One in 300 million. The odds of the daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts? One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records? One in 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 88. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks, it's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Explore new areas of interest, expand your knowledge, and gain clarity about your life's purpose at the Ocala Inter Center. 
affectionately known as OIC, the Ocala Inner Center, just two blocks south of Town Square, offers workshops, classes, healing meditations, and special events for the Ocala, Gainesville, and Central Florida spiritual community. Check out our calendar of events at OcalaInnerCenter.com. And if you're looking for a place for your next workshop or seminar, go to OcalaInnerCenter.com and give Jean a call. Hello, everyone. We're back, and we're here today with Brian Piergrossi, spiritual teacher, life coach, and he also leads seminars and retreats all around the world. He recently returned from a very successful one abroad. And, Brian, we were talking about unconditional love and the love of self. And, of course, we all realize that aside from our relationship with God, the most important relationship is that that we have with ourselves because this, has an impact on all other relationships that we have with life in general, with others, and with, I like to get into specifics such as our relationship with money, our relationship with food, with sex, with death, with change, with authority. All those relationships are impacted based on the self-concepts and the beliefs held in the relationship with ourselves. So with regard to your upcoming retreat in September, 2014, your big glow retreat at Earth Haven Eco Village. What can people hope to learn about themselves and, and how do they work on their relationship with all the activities you plan to have? Yeah, I love the way you framed that. Um, the, Thank you. The subtitle of the retreat is um, something about intimacy, discovering deep intimacy, discovering <laughs> the deepest intimacy. Discovering um, intimacy, yeah. Discovering true intimacy. I got discovered. <laughs> what's, what's, um, what's really powerful to explore there is what you said, Charlotte, which is that true intimacy starts with yourself. You know, it starts with being relaxed with yourself, being at ease with yourself, being mm. um, in love with yourself, and even more immediately... It, it's it's being intimate with this moment, you know, and and so that's the core that's the core issue, and you know, there's a lot of stuff out these days, you know, a lot of things where people they want to jump, you know, your twin flame, you're all this stuff, you know, and people want to create this imagery of something outside of themselves, mm-hmm. you know, where they and they're feeling they're feeling a hole in themselves and they're trying to fill it with somebody else, so we all know where that goes. It doesn't, mm-hmm. go, it doesn't go to a good place. No, we're a fan. But, 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 but it's easy to get caught up in that, caught up in that, especially if you're not feeling in a good place inside. You know, well, maybe somebody yeah. else can, can fill that for me. You know, it's not going to work. No. Um, however, um, if you can have the sense of intimacy with yourself, you know, and really have the sense of self-love within yourself and connection within yourself and feel relaxed and ease in yourself and, and from, uh, your authentic self, you know, be able to be yourself and be intimate with the moment, that's the place where you can have um, a healthy love relationship with another human being or, or a community or family, you know. So it's, it's so essential for, to, to bring it back to yourself. You know, and bring it back to this moment, and 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 then the rest flows outward. You know, mm-hmm. from there. So in the retreat, that's that's kind of the the that kind of that is the emphasis, but it's sort of like a little bit of a of a, of a trick, so to speak. For because I know how people frame that in their minds a lot of times. Intimacy. Oh, it must mean like you know, boy meets girl. 
it, and taking my not, clothes off. Yeah. yeah, that's not the core. No, you know, that, that that's 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 an expression of the intimacy and the self love with with yourself, mm-hmm. within yourself. You know, and and with God. You know, yeah. um, So so that's where the emphasis is uh, in in that retreat and in a lot of things that I share, and then and then the natural expression from the place of wholeness within yourself. You can create wholeness with somebody else. You can create wholeness with your partner, with community, with your children, you know, from this place of wholeness within yourself and, and self-realization, yeah. um, you know. I, I, I like the way you said that because it, it bears repeating, and I think we should reiterate, you know, you said being in love with yourself, and I immediately said yes because I understand what you what you mean by that. But a lot of people, when they hear that phrase, they have a knee-jerk reaction and think that it comes from a place of selfishness or ego, egotistical um, self-concepts where you're um, self-aggrandizing and putting other people down to make yourself feel better about yourself. And this is not certainly what we mean by having a healthy sense of self-love. It is, I like the way you put it, achieving a sense of wholeness so that all of your choices are based on your highest good or your highest um, capacity for health or abundance, and that is the real love. And you have, I like the activities you have listed on the website for this. You're going to have, of course, uh, yoga and meditation. There will be a variety of activities and experiential exercises. You're incorporating essential oils and also silent time with nature because you'll be in the mountains of North Carolina in a beautiful, incredible setting. Um, I went and researched that. Uh, facility and it just looks amazing. Tell us a little more about the retreat and what people can hope to learn. For instance, you have learned to recreate your life story. How will you get people to embrace that activity? I think nature is 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 a powerful component. You know, so I'm glad you brought that up. You know, because when, we're, when we if you get people away from first of all their normal their normal routine. Number one, and then away and from their normal, yeah, <laughs> their cell phone. Ugh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think a lot of cell phones don't work out there, which is good. good. Um, so, so yeah, you get away from your cell phone, your your normal routine, your 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 normal kind of um, area where, where you live, and your 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 just just your natural, not natural, but your normal surroundings, and you go out into a to a, a place that's mm, the natural the 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 natural beauty, the beauty of nature is mm-hmm. the inspiration of nature. And just that alone starts to like shake some things loose, you know? So just, yes. you know, just getting out there, first of all, and you know, this, you, there's an excuse to get out there and you get out there and you're with other people that have the same intention, you know, they're, uh-huh. they're, they're looking to, to, they're looking to open themselves to, to, to opening up to awakening transformation, to, Connecting with other people in a, in a, in a place of presence, of, of presence and and love and, and inner peace and mm-hmm. and inner freedom, and so there's just something powerful in the dynamic there. And then, kind of what we do, to be honest, becomes secondary to that, yeah. to the presence yeah. that's created. Well, you know, I think, and I think the first major shift that people notice when they attend a retreat like this is they're stepping out of the chaos of the real world. And now their attention's no longer divided. You have their undivided attention because those distracting elements aren't present. Exactly, and it's and interesting. Be like, wow. Yeah, I was talking with some friends this morning who are at a, a powerful um, 
uh, event this weekend, uh, similar intention, and they were saying, like, geez, you know, like, this, this world seems like the real world. This seems like natural and, like, normal, and the other world seems like not normal. You know, what are we doing in that world, you know? So you start to, open, you start to come out to the space of, like, yeah, like, you, you kind of, and I think this is honestly why people also fear retreats, because, to be quite honest, it, it can make you question what you're doing in your life. You know, and, you, and sometimes people come back and they're like, you know, why am I with this person? Or why am I, why do I have this job? Or why do I live here? You know, those questions I, start to come up and, and, you, and, you, and you, you have to look at those questions, you know, and people don't I, want to look at those questions. I've seen that a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. I've but seen those that a thousand us, times. Mm-hmm. Those of us who are sincere and are really sincere about being on this path, we'll look at whatever question comes up to look at, you know. So mm-hmm. we're not afraid to look at whatever question there is to look at and to address that question. And we know that that's what keeps us in alignment with spirit, is being true and authentic to, you know, mm. what, what our guidance is. Um, so yeah. I, I don't think I answered your first question fully yet, which is, so in that space... All this that I said, there's, there's this way of kind of realizing that the story that you tell about yourself is a story, which means it's not true. And if it's a story, that means you can change the story. And you don't have to take it so seriously. You don't have to be so, you know, so um, attached to it and identified with it. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's one of the things we do, you know. And, and what's, what's really powerful is to realize you can change the story of your future. I think a lot of people get that, especially the people listening to a show like this. Will, you know, they, okay, yeah, I, I can change my idea of what I'm imagining about in the future. Mm-hmm. The one that's more challenging, but more powerful even to realize is you can change the story of your past. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the one where people think, oh, this is the way it is. That's the way, that's what happened. This is what, but you, you start to go into this deeper and you realize how much of what you, you think is factual about your past is, is really a story that you're telling about your, your past. And you can, you can make a different story uh, if I mean, you want to. You create can, a different story. You, you can get concrete facts down, okay, this happened and that happened. But the story that we're telling ourselves is our perceptions of those events. Right. It's always grossly exaggerated, no matter how bad it was. And I'm not, this is not to be disrespectful to anyone who's encountered um, horrible traumatic experiences like I had. I am aware of what happened, but I've learned to change my perception of how that event impacts me and my level of inner peace, if that makes yeah. sense to the listeners. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I try to be very respectful. Well, there is, there is also I've seen where actually the facts become different. You know, so you, you tap into a different yep. vibrational frequency, and it's like, oh, actually, I kind of remember. I thought it happened like this, but now I actually remember this is what happened, mm. you know, um, or memories get open. So, so a good example is this woman was telling me once about her father and, and you know, basically what a bad person he was and he did sure. some bad things and some things he did, she did that really, really hurt her. And, and so we were just talking about it for a while and I was, we were kind of having a similar conversation. I was kind of having a similar inquiry with her as we're having right now. And then, you know, so we kind of explored it and then she came back to me the next day and said, Jeez, like I, I remember things like I totally forgot about my father. Like he actually would, would every night before bed he would read a story to me, and he would take this time to read a, read a story to me. And 
And well, I remember when I got sick one time, and he was with me, and he, he you know, he, he fed me, and he, he brought me juice, and all these things that she totally forgot, you know, came back into her consciousness, you know, because she, Beautiful. because, yeah, because the, 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 the consciousness within her shifted to, it's like what you were saying earlier, Charlotte, like, the mind will give you what you look for. Yes. You know, so if I want to look for lots of terrible things about my mother, I, I can find them, you know, mm-hmm. if I want to look for lots of wonderful things about my mother, I can find that too. You know, so it's just, you know, what you said, attention um, goes where it flows. Yeah, <laughs> it flows where we put our attention. Well, yeah, where, where our attention goes, energy flows. And now you're draining yeah. your life force energy, your prana, your chi, however you want to call it. You're draining that prana and scattering it all over the place and creating imbalance in an otherwise balanced body and saturating the cells of your body with negative emotion, which is merely energy in motion. And I like to say that, you know, our memories of these events, it's just energy with a picture attached to it. You can let it go effectively so that it doesn't affect your present mind, emotions, and body. It's all a choice. It really is. Go ahead and run with that. (laughs) What I find is that the, the higher vibration that we go in, Mm-hmm. The story of everything changes according to the vibration that we go in. So, like, I see people, like, they get, all of a sudden they go into a lower vibration, and the story, oh, my life is terrible, and this happened when I was seven, and, you know, this is what's going to happen in the future. And then they go into this higher vibration. Oh, that's actually, no, this is how it looks. So everything looks different depending on where you're standing in the moment. Right. You know? So, so, what I, so, the, so what's really powerful to explore is, you know, to really question what is reality, quote-unquote. You know, is mm. this thing as reality? You know, and for people well, to explore that and, 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 and how much of it is just this, this, the, the story that you create based on your consciousness and the vibration because you're in in the moment. Right. Well, I say everyone should go and take a walk with Brian in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina and take a look at their lives. That's what I would suggest you do. Go to thebigglow.com to learn more about that retreat. It's going to be fantastic. I, I feel such good energy around this, Brian, and it looks like you have excellent faculty and people that you're bringing in to help in different areas as well, so it'll be diverse and fun and, and still have that quiet time to just be, as it says in the description. Sounds great. Yeah, and what's beautiful, too, is I really feel like what the East they call Sangha, which is a spiritual community, is mm-hmm. really essential for us as human beings, you know, and, and we're really creating a sense of community, uh, which is which so, like, people that are coming to this retreat have come to previous retreats and they've gotten to know each other and they, they're forming a connection with each other and they're on the path together, yeah. helping each other to, to learn and grow and evolve and support each other. And so it's really important and valuable to create, especially in America right now, where we're generally we're so isolated, you know, we're so, we're so um, in this individualistic mindset to really start to create this sense of a spiritual community and conscious community for people to come together is is a beautiful thing to be a part of. I agree. And and it's also important for participants who attend retreats of this nature um, to make those connections also to avoid the crash that inevitably follows. You, You get home on a Monday and you're floating. Like, oh, I learned so much about myself and about life and I love God and I'm at peace with everything. And then... There's this very marked descent back into the nine-to-five routine and emotions that you just left at the door when you got there on Friday. And, but having people 
who got to know you from the inside out at a retreat like this are there to reach out and support you if you go to um, hit that crash and, and help you maintain this new level of awareness um, without confusion. What, what, would you, what do you recommend to participants before they leave in an effort to support their transformation? Do you have some steps? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I definitely, um, I, thought, I, thought that, I thought that was like really common, particularly with like the early retreats I've done, and I've definitely seen with other people's retreats, and obviously you've seen it too, is that, that, yeah. Yeah, there's that euphoria, and then, oh, now I have to go back to this, and the, the crash, and people can be depressed. And, Very um, So one of the things that we, we shifted with our, with our terminology is um, we're not going back to anything. We're going forward. We're going okay. forward to something, you know. So just that shift alone, I think, is important because, mm. yeah, you know, in the sense like, okay, I'm going, I'm going back to my partner, but I'm going forward with my partner because I've changed, I've opened, I've transformed, you know. I'm going back to where I live, but I'm going forward with where I live because I've changed and I've transformed. And so these are, as you said, we have relationships with everything. So yes. what, we, what opens up inside us at a retreat, we can take forward in our lives, you know, and sometimes that may mean making certain shifts. Sometimes things are great. Sometimes, I should mention too, you may come out of a retreat and say, wow, I have so much, so much more appreciation for what I have. You know, yes. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the wonder and the great, gratefulness to what I have is at this whole other level. You know, so there's that too. Um, but really, it's a huge taking energy, yeah, taking energy forward and then having the continuation of, uh, you know, with things now we have the social networking with Facebook and so forth and the group can stay connected that way and can support each other and know there's another retreat coming up, you know, to stay connected and we try to, locally here, we try to have different events, you know, for people on, a, on an ongoing basis. And then I have the, the personal coaching as well for people that want the personal support and that can, that can be helpful for people mm-hmm. um, as well. So several different ways um, to keep it going, basically, yes. you know, keep it going and, and keep living this. Um, even if sometimes you feel like you're in a space where other people are on the same path as you, you know, right. you have the connection with other people who are. Hmm. Well, um, I don't want to let you go without talking about your books, uh, but I wanted to ask you oh, about your uh, per- private sessions. You conduct those via phone and Skype, nationally and internationally, correct? That is correct. Okay. Here's another question I have for you. I found a little something on YouTube called Love is the New Religion, the Spiritual Conspiracy by Brian Pierre Grossi. You might be familiar with this. It has over 30,000 hits. I didn't get a chance to watch it before we got on the air. I, I got pulled away by a um, uh, the universe. The universe did something to add to my past. So I didn't get to see it, but tell me about this and, and how that was brought about. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great story. Um, I wrote that uh, it started as a piece of writing, so I wrote that um, maybe at this point, 10 years ago. And again, like the internet wasn't, wasn't as, wasn't what it is now at that point. So I put it out there, you know, I, I basically put out an email to a bunch of people. Some, you know, got some response. So that's, you know, people, a few people liked it and, and that was the end of it. Um, and then some time passed and I, I rewrote it, uh, but it was not that different. You know, but I rewrote it, 
Um, but still essentially very similar. I put it in the, the book, the first book, The Big Glow, and I put it out on the internet again. And that, this time, it was like an explosion. Like, it just went everywhere. People were emailing me from all over the world. They were sending it. There was, it, was, it ended up people were making their own videos on YouTube and really cool. touched people. You know, so I think there was two things that happened. You know, one was the Internet had, had, had evolved where it was much more connected, you know, and, and things were able to go viral at this much more accelerated rate. And second, people were just more ready. You know, people yeah. had awakened to another space. Yeah. And then they were ready to receive the first time. Uh, Plus and it just touches people. You, you yeah. rearranged a few of the words, and that changed the energy of the piece to more better match the people who would receive it, and bam, it was like a nuclear explosion. Yeah. And that's why it went viral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and the, basic, the basic message which really touches people is the sense of you're not alone. You, know, you, think, you may think you're in some place where you know, you're in some conservative little town or something. You're the only one who's, you know, on this path of, of making a difference in the world, of waking the world to, to this essence of, of, of what we're speaking of and, and the spiritual truth within ourselves. But, it's, but there's people everywhere, you know, and they're finding each other all the time, and we're finding each other, and we're coming together. And not, not everyone's famous, or not everyone is a, is a, you know, a celebrity, or, a, or an author, right. or a life coach, or a spiritual teacher. Some, mm-hmm. It could be a, you know, it could be a... Um, a janitor, or a gas station, humble, all kinds of people. Yeah, yeah. a humble be worker. Yeah. How many people, when you connect with people, are on this path and they're doing their part to make a difference in this world? You know, and, and I think people are inspired when they re- remember because they know it, but they remember it. Yes, I love that. We don't learn anything new. We remember what we already yeah. know at a subconscious yeah. level. Well, you're doing fantastic things in the world, so I applaud you and. I want to know about your books. Let's start with The Big Glow. Tell us about what to expect when they purchase and read your book, The Big Glow. The Big Glow was the, was the first book, and um, um, it was, um, I had been keeping a journal and keeping um, entries of my path on, the, on, the, on, on things running down, little essays or insights or you know, poetic prose. And um, and then it got to a point where I was like, you know, I think I have enough. I could put a book together and all the stuff that I've written about my path, and I think it would be helpful for people if if, if they if they if I could put these writings together and, and and share it with people. And so I felt inspired to to do that. And so it took some time, and every day I would you know go through my journals and you know okay this one this one this one's good this one don't this one rewrite you know just went through the whole thing and then sure. composed it together and ended up wait organized it, which is really interesting. I ended up putting the chapters were like day, or sorry, um, morning, afternoon, night, sunset, sunrise, um, and everything in those different chapters happens at that time of day. So everything in the night happens at night. You know, for me, it happened at night. Everything in the morning happened in the morning. So all the writing. So you can, you, can, you can read it different ways, but you can read it in a sense of like, oh, I'm in the, it's morning time. Let me find one from the morning, you know, and, and read a piece from the morning. Um, Okay. So, yeah. So it's so it's a it's been a great journey. Like it's being an author is like a, you have a relationship with your readers, you know, and the people and, and the book itself and mm-hmm. the responses that I've gotten from people and how it's it's very it's a very heart centered book. Um, it sounds from like the heart and touches the heart, and um, so I'm really. Aww. It's been great to have that to have that um, out there for people and to share that relationship with them. And then the Wow the Now is the second book. And that's basically a continuation. So, again, like the writings that have happened since that time, 
that, um, that I'm sharing with people. And, um, and um, again, you know, just this, this, this deep connection that I feel with the people that are reading the book. And and I'm really grateful to be sharing with people mm. in this way and, and hear their responses. It's almost like a, it's an ongoing relationship, you know, so people might, yes. oh, you know, I, when I read this one, it opened me in this way, and this is what happened to me. And, right. And, and, yeah, and it just continues well, you, on together. You have beautiful testimonials here. Each page, each segment unfolds gently, softly, like a prayer whispered in your heart. Perhaps this shall be the prayer book for the new religion that we are calling love. And basically, it contains uh, meditations, prayers, insights, and poems from you articulating a new, unique spiritual teaching for the 21st century. So that sounds very eye-opening and um, very impactful for anyone on the path who would like to kind of add some... What's that stuff you put in your car, like an octane booster? (laughs) Yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting a car reference now. Like I have to, I have to uh-huh. say that out loud that there's some kind of car reference, and I want to put that STP stuff in my engine uh-huh. to get a bigger explosion yeah. and kind of accelerate yeah. and move forward more quickly and more expansively. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to say something about what you said about uh, the 20. So the other thing too is I, I intend to write and, and communicate in a way. That's when I say straightforward. I mean it's you can like you said in your, in the, like like you had in the opening of the show. Someone can read it and they can be from any religion or any culture or any mm-hmm. walk of life, and they can get the essential truth. You know, because the, the essential truth is timeless and universal. Um, but it's easy to forget it too. You know, it's easy to lose track of it. It's easy to go into unconscious space and and lose awareness of it. Yeah. So uh, my intention is to write in a way where you don't have to have know a lot of new age you know, hocus pocus, or you don't, you don't have to nope. be caught in any kind of major ideology or philosophy. It's just very straightforward, you know, hit you in the heart, open you up, appreciate the wonder, the magic, the miraculousness of this, this moment, this now, and then come from this place of deep presence and, and communicate and express and operate and, and live in the world from this space. And this way you can be in the world and not of it, which is a be constant in the world reaction. and not of it. Yeah. When we constantly react yes. to everything around us, the world's got you. You don't have the world. You've got to get the whole yes. world in your hands. You know that little yes. Disney reference? When you look at the world as though it's in your hands, you will see it from a different perspective than this big world swallowing you whole. Very big shift in perception. Well, sounds terrific. The books sound great. I know this retreat is going to be extremely powerful. Um, you're a, a terrific teacher. I really, I really like the way you approach things and go about sharing them so that people can embrace them in their own way. It feels like you just put it in the most simplistic form so that they can break it down and assimilate it, and I think that's a terrific way to go. Yeah, thank you, Charlotte, very much. You're welcome. Well, let me, let's talk about the website one more time. It's thebigglow.com, spiritual teacher, life coach, and author Brian Pierre Grossi. He is holding a special retreat in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina in September 2014. If you are listening to this segment after the fact, go to thebigglow.com and review his calendar of events to see what uh, he is currently leading and if perhaps it's in your area because he travels around the world. Um, if you would like to connect with Brian on social media, on Facebook, go to Brian the Big Glow. That is his Facebook page. He'd love for you to come by and chat with him and connect and maybe get some feedback about the segment 
or anything else you'd like to ask. Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience before we close, Brian? What's hmm. coming up to you in the, on the horizon? What's in the future? Anything. It would, I, like to, I, like to, I like to give people a little, I tend like to give people a little word of wisdom before, we, before I part from a, from a program. Okay. And what I'd like to say is just, you know, just, that it's, just explore how much of what you're looking for is outside of yourself, quote unquote, and how much of it is inside of yourself and see if there's any of it outside of yourself, you know. There may, be, there may be some practical things, you know, maybe you, you need food and you need shelter and you need these, these sorts of things, but how much of it on an on a, on a inner level, on a consciousness level, on a psychological level, on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, is within, within yourself. And if you can discover that was within yourself, you'll find that what, you're, that what you were looking for outside of yourself actually may come into being as a reflection of the discovery of that which is within inside yourself. Mm. It's the only way it can happen, truthfully. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. you have to build it within in order to see its reflection outside of you. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well thank you so much for coming on and sharing your beautiful heart with everyone and, and sharing your experience. I know that couldn't have been easy, but it was certainly worthwhile in the growth that you've cultivated for sure. It got me here with you today, so it was definitely worthwhile. Every every step you've ever taken, Brian, <laughs> has led you right to my show. <laughs> to this moment isn't, right now. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, keep keep me posted on what you're doing. I mean, uh, if anybody's interested, I met Brian on Facebook. He he posts about these beautiful, whether you're talking about your writing, I just, you're so active on Facebook that I just got to know your name, and when I started the show... I made these notes, like, oh, I'll have to get that, that guy Brian, and there's this page and that page, and that quickly became a pile. And so a short time ago, I went through the pile, and I was like, Brian. So I reached out, got in touch. You were in England at the time, but you got back, and we managed to put this together fairly quickly. So it's interesting, you know, how everything happens at the right time. Timing is always yep. perfect. Okay. Divine synchronicity. Absolutely. So keep me posted. Let me know what you're doing, and we'll work to get the word out. The name of his books, again, are The Big Glow and The Wow of the Nail, both available on Amazon. And, again, thebigglow.com. Go check it out, everybody. All right, Brian, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Charlotte. You're welcome. All right, that's our show for today. Until next time, everyone, God bless and be at peace.